This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast, a podcast about Warhammer 40k Conquest, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, John King, and Carl Anderton. Episode 37. Never mind, you win. All right, welcome. This is the Tractor Sector Warcast. My name is Tobin Lopez. I'm John King. And I'm Carl Anderton. What do we have to do today, John? Well, the psychers got to us, and we neglected to announce the winners and entries of our deploy action contest. But we did get a number of entries, and we're going to discuss them. They're all awesome, guys. Thank you so much. We'll discuss how we're progressing through our stages of grief. So angry. (laughs) I think I'm finally past denial. Maybe. So, so angry. (laughs) And we'll also share our world's prep. Can you say Kith? Can you say Kugoth? Can you say Chaos Elites? I knew you could. Yeah, we. so after that last episode, uh, John, you and I played, and we played various decks against each other. We, we assembled, uh, I think it was Nathan Gardner's Kith deck, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Nathan, you are a bad, bad man. Holy <coughs> mackerel. Wow, yeah, so that... Kind of, I think what I kept wanting to re. I'm like, okay, let's do that again. Mm-hmm. Let's do that again. By turn three, I was like, let's go, let's do that again. And the the final game was uh, was a little bit more competitive. But even on the first turn, you're like, void pirate, rogue trader, void pirate, rogue trader, promotion, incubus wire. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the command in that deck is crazy. I mean, I I, I looked at the list. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty heavy. No, I mean it's 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 insane, uh, and maybe it was the, the draws I was getting, but uh, you know, Kith obviously is a great, great planet bully. She's a two six. She gets a two one creature. You know, I, I I remember way back when nobody, all of us were like, eh, Kith. Mm. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and now oh, well, we, a fair old way back to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean that's the thing. Yeah. You know, maybe it's maybe it's you know some of the obviously some of the other cards that come out, but. You know the the strategy now with the way and the way we all play, it's kind of like realizing getting that extra unit and especially getting a two one. I mean that that's a that is a difficult warlord to deal with, right? Now and there's and there's responses, right? There's mm-hmm. the the. I mean Rick Reinhardt won, beat, beat Nathan's deck, the same deck uh, as Eldar for the Nash for the national champion U U S. Yeah, U.S. National Championships, right? And Rick is also part, again, why why I'm like the organizer of the expansion <laughs> group is that, you know, we got guys like Rick in there who won the Nationals and, and Nathan and some of those other guys. You know, it, Rick beat Nathan's Eldar. No, or Nick, uh, Rick beat Nathan's Dark Eldar mm-hmm. with his Eldoroth Starbane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was hard to get out. There are ways to do it, but you have to almost have an equal command presence. And that's one thing that I didn't have in my war deck. Right. I'm playing... I don't know that I have a single promotion. So, on that drive south that afternoon, I'm like, where can I find slots for a promotion or two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what, um, what are the limiteds you're running, though? I mean, presumably... I have troop transports. Yeah. And those are the three limiteds. That's those it. So, five, I, I five's think, not bad. Five, yeah, five's totally doable. You know. Yeah. And with the troop transports, you can actually get around the troop transports with the uh, bolster the defense. So if I happen to play a promotion, then I can bolster the defense of troop transport in. Put it into play. play. Yeah. 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 Put it into play. Well, I mean, playing that Kith deck, it made me rethink the whole command structure that I got to play for my orc deck. Where it's yeah. kind of like, okay, yeah, boy. Well, and, I'm, I'm and, and yeah, and because of that, because of your draw, that first. the the early draw of that first game, you got an Archon's Palace on me, and I was effectively done. Yeah, yeah. I mean that opening is is monstrous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Maybe maybe it was like, maybe it was the op- yeah. maybe it was the openings I, I had, but I mean, yeah, there were like turn three, I had twelve or fourteen cards. Yeah, in my hand and that, all that. That's all. So. That was the old draft I was doing though myself. For, for mm-hmm. so I mean, there's there's we, we clearly have newer and effective archetypes, but there's still plenty for the old school. I just win command method. On the mm-hmm. flip side, though, I should mention, one of the guys in the store got one of my favorite um, cur- current uh, meta moments, which was shift over a, I think it was a Wild Rider with the drone attachment, the, the, the drone yeah, defense the drone defense system. Kill four units, hit Jane's Alpha 4 with a Shrieking Exarch in play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it was like, 
wow, that's a that's a planet. That unit leaves play, hit him. That unit leaves play, hit him. That unit leaves play, hit him. Hit him. I mean, to be fair, the turn before had been the Exarch hits a rogue trader, kill the Incubus three planets. Right, 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 right. right, right. <laughs> yeah. Slew me. No, you know, no, that's I, great. I mean, you know. Because again, it's a yodeling Exarch. And, yeah. <laughs> and yodeling goes a long way, right? <laughs> All, all the way across the other system. It's like, so, wow. it, and there's and and I played the this past Wednesday at night. I played with Stetson. We played. I played the Kugoth Elite deck, the mm-hmm. one that I'd been messing around with, and holy moly! So I start my hand starts with two corrupted teleportariums, Splinter Path Acolyte, and a Soul Grinder. <laughs> And I have a Heldrake in it, but I know I can't get the Heldrake out, right? The math is like, okay, I pay the Splinter Path Acolyte, that makes the that makes the Soul Grinder a four, and then so I have exactly what I need. And I play two CTs, two Corrupted Teleportariums. And so I Corrupted Teleportarium, and Stetson's playing this Nasdrag thing that's uh, oh, uh, he was playing Old Zoggy again. Mm-hmm. So he was playing Old Zoggy. I was like, oh, I've played Old Zoggy twice in two weeks now. Yeah. So he plays, he boom, boom, he puts a single unit at three planets. And I'm like, CT, CT, Splintered Path. And he's eventually he does something and he passes and I play Soul Grinder on one yeah. of the, with the orc, with the orc uh, plus two guy. What's he called? Scrap Nabba. Scrap Nabba. Yep. Yeah. So I play him and I'm like, all right. And I have to, and it's of course a blue planet I'm playing him on. Scrap Nab is there. It's, I think it was a Tricon. I play it there, and he's like, okay. And I and I can move my Soul Grinder anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? Soul Grinder, we think of as a... Or at least I do. I'm like, okay, it's an easy sack. I get rid of one of your guys. But he's a 4-6. He's also a big deal. Yeah, that's I mean, a horrible he's a thing. Yeah. big deal, right? Yeah. So I was CTing people in. Now, the one, the, the, here's the, the funny thing that happened during the game is, at one point, I have two Sicarial Invocators in my hand. Sicarial Invocators in my hand. The, the deep striking. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, sorry. I don't have enough money to pay for these guys now. Eventually I got a STC. But I'm like, I'll deep strike this one here, and I'll deep strike that one there. And you just watch. I'm going to have two of these bad boys out. And then and then I end up deep striking the one at Planet One, and I'm like, oh, he's unique. All right, then. <laughs> I so guess this one over here on Planet 4 is going to well, so stay with, deep struck. With any, with any look, you'll be dead by the time I get there, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And eventually yeah, you look like that. a genius, like, yes. Wait, I All killed that guy the planet before. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, planning, you yes. like, well, you, know, you think you did. The Doctor Doom. That was just one of my Sotherial bots. Yes. <laughs> one of the enormous list of Sotherial bots I have. So, no, it was it was pretty cool. Like, who got that? Mm-hmm. I, I, I tear myself up every... Every couple of days, maybe I should play Kugoth. I don't know. I'll buy, I should play War because I really like War. But maybe I should play Kugoth because yeah. it's so freaking powerful. But maybe I should play War. I don't know. So now I'm torn. Like uh, it's been funny to see some of the guys prepping here. Then, like with, with that particular Kugoth deck, the the low the low unit elite stuff, mm-hmm. and going like, I I, I kind of get how they're supposed to be played, but it's really hard for me to do it. Like this is against all the normal methods. What the hell? You know. Well, I, I and I watched like I said, I watched those streams from the Canadian National Championships and mm-hmm. I think there was I think there was a Kugoth in both the games. It was a mirror match one time. The the top <laughs> two was a mirror match and then the the final final four of obviously there was one Kugoth there. Sorry, so Kugoth mirror match is like the like Rocky three. It's like stupid body blow, <laughs> stupid body blow back at you, right, right. stupid body blow back at you. Well, Kugoth mirror match is really like who gets the Legion Heldrake and Ominous Wind. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's yeah. Car- It's all like those two cards and maybe Promise of Glory in there too. It was a mirror match, right? Maybe it wasn't. Oh, now I don't want to. Sorry, guys. I'm not going to go on record as it being a mirror match. Maybe it was Cato versus. Kugoth. I can't remember. Oh, see. Anyhow, like the anyhow. Whole, the whole argument collapses around. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. Tumbles to the but, ground. But I've watched some Kugoth being played, so I understand, and I've listened to the commentary, and so now I understand, right? I think without having watched those games, I would have been like, what are you going, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Well, I also played three of them <laughs> at Gen Con. Like, oh, Kugoth, Elites. All right. Mm-hmm. Kugoth, I played Kugoth Elites twice, Nasdrag Elites with chaos once, um, so there was a bit of that, and and I learned, I watched. Corrupted teleportarium is a thing, and it oh. sucks. And mm-hmm. against Stetson on Wednesday night, there were blue planets everywhere. So yeah, 
I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. And I have two, right? So you can move in and then move out. And then move in and move out and avoid them going back to headquarters and being in that warlord track. Yeah, as long as, as long as there's that, as long as you're moving to a blue planet. Yeah, yeah. And move out of the blue planet. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's rough. There's, on, the, on the front of weird plays, by the way, or hilariously interesting ones, Watching one of the guys in the store doing Omega again for the for the first time I've seen him around there. Subject Omega. Yep. Okay. Subject Omega all right. That's laugh. one. That's one I haven't. I've touched on all the. I think I've touched on every other faction, mm-hmm. even Necrons, but not Tyranids. But just talking about the command situation described before, which is not unusual. Um, I think I'm going to get this roughly right. Opening turn, I think it's Onshi who's popular in the cafe right now. Onshi basically goes, Kabler, command units. Let's cover the table in small guys, like right. f- like four or five on there, okay. Right. And Omega basically goes like, "Oh, a dude here, a dude there, cool." Okay, combat comes up. Omega and his um, it's uh, go off, beat a few people up, wear him down, you know, lose some units, come back, cool. The next turn becomes like um, Elshi goes, "Okay, um, put myself back up to five. Omega goes, "Consumption." Oh, <laughs> the table wipes from planet five down. Oh my god! And he gosh. stacks some money and waits for combat. And you're like, "Oh god, <laughs> oh, oh god, oh god, oh god, yeah." And you're like, "That's." That's not tough to do. It's two-turn setup. Opening turn, you don't care too much. Who's going yeah. to... And then, wah, down the table. I'm like, that's scary. You know, because he's sat there going, I've got a handful of gene stealers and about ten resources, and I don't give a wow. crap anymore. <laughs> yeah. That is good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's terrifying good. landing. And I was like, yeah, that's. That, I'm not surprised he won that one. Yeah, like two turns later, yeah. all over. You know. What are you, yeah. what are you doing? Oh, oh, by the way, there is one piece of news out of FFG regarding Conquest, which is... A new fact was released yesterday. Really? Yeah, there Seriously? was a new fact. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. There was a new. <laughs> now it clarified. It, like, I'm it say clarified. Free. Remember, I told I, we talked about this. I said there's going to be one more fact before the before world okay. because can, they want to standardize. They want to make sure everybody knows the rules. Can I, I just make a point because I think listeners can hear in your voice my expression. <laughs> when you were trying to start the sentence, and my face is like because. I'd, li- I'd like to question the idea of frequently asked questions. I feel that now, knowing <laughs> the game is going to come to end, frequently might not be a realistic description. Well, Possibly okay. asked questions, <laughs> concerned questions, final questions about the game. I don't know. But there you go. Okay. That's what the final questions, questions ask. Final asked questions. questions. Yeah. Uh, final, final asked questions. Well, that's what, the F, that's what the F stands for, in fact, now. Not frequently. It's now final. final. So angry! <laughs> um, the... Uh, but the the biggest like they put and and largely what it was is a migration of language that they put in the other games mm-hmm. like draft stuff right and that they put in Netrunner and Game of Thrones facts and drafts like rules for draft and clarifications and clarifications on the uh, what was the what was the the term for the information like derived oh, information derived and hidden yeah. information yeah. Mm-hmm. and you have that, that they, they migrated that language into the conquest fact okay. they're like well, eh well, that and they had an errata yeah. section of which there was no errata yeah I mean, so. that one I can live with because that's that, that's <coughs> more important to conquest barring Netrunner that's pretty important that's more important to conquest than most other games because there are plenty of face down thingy tricks with deep strike and all that now you know mm-hmm. but um, yeah I don't know it's a weird one I mean I, I get them going for that and the draft stuff I mean Dare we say could they could there be some last little bit of licensing stuff hanging around that they throw something out with? No, uh-huh. no. They, yeah. they they announced when they announced their severing, like all the products have been announced. There will be no new products announced. Yeah, blah, blah, so blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. Here's the here's the thing that that triggered in me, and I didn't. I saw some people jokingly say, "Oh, draft format for World 2016 yeah. for for mm-hmm. Conquest." That's one way to engage in this game without having to buy another card. Is come up with a draft format. Now we've had a bit of a, a right. Bit of a chat I mean, about there's this, a actually. there's a cube. There's a Netrunner cube draft using mm-hmm. draft stuff from Netrunner Netrunner sets, and obviously Netrunner drafts will continue to happen. It's been a, their practice to release a new draft set of Netrunner at Worlds each year for the last three years. Mm-hmm. They've done that. They'll continue to do that. Or maybe not. Maybe they skipped the year that John. Yeah, and I, I went. think I think, <laughs> I think yeah. they skipped the year John. Think, you I and think, I went. I think we're but they, but gap, they put yeah. them in. Anyways. It's assumed that they're going to be doing that. Here's a way for Conquest to stay alive within your own playgroup, mean that you don't have to deck build beforehand. Is it you sit down with four people and you draft? Yeah, we like I say a couple of guys at the cafe have been talking about how how we would feel like doing that. Um, one of the ones I saw, if you've if anyone listening's heard of a weave draft where you lay out cards um, either face up or face down, depending on what you're planning to do. But the idea is it's a pattern that when you pick a card, you unlock other cards. 
a common one is like when when both short ends of a card are open it can be taken and you alternate cards 90 degrees to each other so you're like oh I need to take that one because that unlocks that guy oh, okay. but it means the other, guy, the other person can go well sweet so you have a bit of a game of doing that we were talking about doing that with the um, warlords as part of what goes in and when you take the warlord you get the sixth one so it becomes and, and like we were talking about like laying around the outside edge or a pattern involved there so it was kind of a question like you know like there's Archon's Terror there's Kith Right. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> they're at, so they're at opposite ends. So you yeah, take one or the other. Yeah, exactly. Like, how, do, how do I get that? How do, yeah, I, how do I get both? You know, kind of thing. Right, and, and you and you, you obviously, I think you would set aside all the normal loyal common rules yeah, there was, for the. Deck there was building. discussion about only using um, anything. How do we do this exactly? Anything loyal became a separate draft section that you got into if you bought the warlord. So if you took Kif, then suddenly you had access to the Dark Eldar, Eldar, and so and so forth, loyal sections. Ah, so okay. You, so, I'm saying, okay. so you had that kind of like game of someone buying that was a big like, oh, I go over here. There's a term in um, in a couple of games called Rainbow Draft, which boils down to you uh, you lay out in the table what's available. So it might be a matter of like maybe like six Warlords get picked, and the first pick is, okay, take a Warlord. So then it makes more sense what you're doing in your next section. It was a little and, complex, and maybe you could, yeah, you could Maybe you could limit the... And we're just theorycrafting here, folks. Yeah. Maybe you could say, okay, this draft we're going to do, it's a thematic draft. So you have your uh, Dark Eldar Warlords and your Eldar Warlords and one one other faction. And you just mm. have those three, four Warlords from those factions as available. Or maybe you just have you know, Dark Eldar versus Eldar. Yeah. And say, okay, these are the cards we're going to play with. Mm-hmm. And you're going to yeah. draft from those sets. Yeah, the, the, the other method was kind of a, uh, if you play Dominion, very common deck builder, mm-hmm. was you deal off a number of Warlords. So you shuffle the whole Warlord set together, deal four. Okay, we know what we know what sections to pull, make into the weave, build from there. Okay, gotcha. You know, things like that. I mean, that's basically the same thing, just different mechanics. Right, you know? right, right. Here right, is right. who we play with here. And it means that anyone can just go, I'm going to do, I'll do, I'll do Kif, he'll do Kif, I'll do Eldraft, you know. Yeah. But yes, there are there are a few different ways... We, we came up with it, it could be done. And that's the, f- the fun part of that kind of system is draft, is playing around with how it can be c- cool to do that stuff and making it work. One of the thoughts we had that could be pretty good um, coming up on on Worlds and any other big tournaments after that, if any big player things, there's a, a term in Magic, and I'm going to get this wrong, but I think it's called a Rochester draft, but it's where you mm-hmm. do a draft situation but discuss every last thing you do. So you present a hand of cards and go, right, here's the hand of cards I ended up with. This is why I would take this. This is what I think about this card. Blah blah blah. So basically, it's a round table discussing the game. Oh. So if a group of you wanted to look at like the thing as a whole, you could be a ma- it could be a matter of like you can do um, Rochester play over opening hands. You've got Kugaf, I've got Kif. I sit there and go, okay, here's my seven cards. This is what I'm thinking. You know, looking at this, this is what I'm probably going to do. And you know, that's that's I found certainly um, early on in Netrunner for myself was, was such a helpful discussion. It was like you know what am I, what am I doing? What am I playing with this? Why am I putting it where? Yeah. Right, right. And that's one of the things that draft is great at is that kind of just ex- explore space you've never hit before. You know, yeah. the cla- <laughs> we did we did a netrunner one that was uh, one of the opening um, games was a card called Turtlebacks that at the time was just never ever ever used. We all mm-hmm. sat down, we all drafted, and from the end of the table we hear, okay, click one, drop and raise Turtlebacks, and everyone burst out laughing because we're like. The classic opening. What the hell? Yeah. Who, who does who does this? So I'm just see, you can just see the the conquest version. He's like Prometheum mine. What? Look down, look down the table. <laughs> Wait, what? I hit the table. I was like, well, what else have I got? You know, you know, it's like, you know, it's like I didn't realize John was playing tournament. Yeah, there's a there's a good thought for you. Send send send. Let, let us know which cards you'd um, you'd, you'd uh, feel feel embarrassed having to draft. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, this is into, this is into my deck size has been reached. You know? <laughs> it's like, you know. Yeah, so yeah, because you would have to. Well, let's go back I to like think, episode one and two. Or I, like, yeah, I yeah. included these because I had to have fifty cards because because one core set, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> And you include, what was it? If you had one core set, you had to include just about all the neutral cards. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. had like four or five cards of, you had I, all don't, of I don't want these five. Yeah, yeah. Right. You had all the void pirates, all the road traders. But it was two of two of two and two in the core set, wasn't it? Right. So two, two pro- void pirates, two road traders, and yeah. two promotions, and yeah, you know, a Promethean mine maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah. get to fifty. <laughs> Fun stuff. Yeah. Fun stuff. So angry. <laughs> <laughs> That okay, so you're still angry. Think that was only so that's what, good. That was what two years ago. It's been yeah, two quick. years ago. Two years ago. Well, 
Decide, we recorded, John, I still remember we went to the goddamn library. Mm-hmm. We recorded in the library uh, two years ago, uh, just down the street, well, not just down the street, but down the street here. Uh, <laughs> was December 2014. December 2014, yeah, yeah. Because the game was out the August. Um, so one of the things we haven't talked about, and I was really hoping that we'd see some some spoilers or something, is that the warp, the latest war pack, the last war pack, is going to be out next week, yeah. right? And we think I think we talked about that a little bit. But there was one of the spoilers. You guys, did you see the Necron spoiler that Elite XX guy? Oh, no. the, where oh, it, when you yes. play him, he's a seven cost. This, that was interesting because honestly, we had a, we had a bit of a debate about whether we felt it was real. Because well, because well, the card alongside it, it clearly made sense. It was a reasonable, reasonable design and build. Right, would have a place in, in the, the game. Then there's this fella here. <laughs> As I was saying, the big thing about this guy is it's overkill. It's it's like it's it's so it's it has the potential to be so ridiculously strong that it's meaningless in one card. Right, but you're discard, <laughs> yeah. but you're discarding a card at the beginning of every phase. Yeah, and at the beginning of every combat round. So it's like Royal Phylactery in reverse. It's the same triggers as Royal Phylactery, mm. but. <coughs> You have to, and and when you're out of cards, poof, there he goes. Yeah, right. I mean, and, I, I, but I, he's yeah. XX, where X is the number of cards in your discard pile. <laughs> X power X. Yeah, yeah, X attack, X damage. Yeah, it's, 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 it's. yeah, it's yeah. I mean, crazy. Yeah, I was like, I was again. I was like, I don't know, because there was a bit of discussion about the artwork and stuff like that, and you know, well, conspiracy the theories, conspiracy theories. Came theories up, so. The first images came up, and they were blurry. Yeah, I mean, this is always a kicker. Yeah, right, and and. uh it was it was very strange. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to make a claim on, on on whether we're going to see that card or not because prediction is always a always a ridiculous gamble. But certainly when we first saw it, we we're like, seriously, this doesn't seem to line up a whole lot. Just the idea that you know you've got ten cards in there. Well, cool. A ten single hit sounds great, but as we know, actually, without any other abilities, it's honestly not that good. It's just uh, it's just a unit that's going to leave the table very quickly and like go away. You know, or get archons. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a twelve, twelve, and I'm running away very quickly from the scary dark. <laughs> well, yeah, or or the the and here's the interesting part. Like if you're the opposition, if you're in opposition to that guy, you look at your opponent. And you're like your, your opponent has two cards left. You're like, I'll retreat. Yeah, you just fall, you just take everybody and run, it's like right? And, well, everybody can. <laughs> and then and then he goes, yay, honk, nah. and he fizzles out into nothing because you don't have any cards. Like, oh, god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Yeah, yeah if there, if there were any passive stat increase tricks that Necrons realistically have I think they've got bonus hit points that's about it Yeah, that'd be, that'd, that'd be a good efficient usage there you can get him down relatively cheap with more, more power than you expect yeah. or use the Roth Roth and Rakir tricks I was going to mention yeah so he's a shard of the deceiver 7 cost 2 command icon XX X is equal to the number of cards in your discard pile after a phase or combat round at this planet begins discard a card if you have no cards in your hand discard the unit so it's not even the unit is discarded. So it doesn't it trigger any destru- destruction yeah, or sacrifice yeah. or any of those triggers. It just kind of fizzles. <laughs> that's the first proper look I've had at that. There's no doubt that's a, that's a real card. Oh yeah, Bizarre yeah, yeah. Thing. This okay. was spoiled by the Russian group, I think. Yeah, like I was saying, got, I, I heard about that in second, third hand, as it were. So, and yeah, there was the dread, dread command barge. Yeah, the dread command barge. Four cost, three command icon, three three unit. Command action: Move a non-Necron card from your hand to move this unit to an adjacent planet, or discard okay. it. That's a good little, good little toy, you know. Yep. You know. Command action is peculiar, but you know. <laughs> is it a? Was it a command? Command action. Oh, it is! Look at that. Not too many of those. Oh my gosh! Yep. That might be the <clears throat> only also, one. The only specific command action, I believe. That yeah. might be the only command action one. And where so does where does the command action fall <sighs> in the window? After everybody, after you've collected everything, yeah. yeah. So, so there's an action right before, like the, there's an action window right before the combat phase begins. Yeah, commit, right. So, so it's all action. Right, exactly. So it's it's yeah. not it's not one of those things. Where it's like I win command here, and, and I take an action to move to the next planet, and I oh, win yeah, command yeah. there. No, 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 no that no, doesn't you, work. Well, you do so. get to command snipe, move to a different planet, fight there, to fight. Yes. Yeah, but but it's not. It's one of those things because I mean, uh, it, it's one it, you know, with all those actions where they built those action windows. Because uh, the corrupted teleportarium is just an action, right? Mm-hmm. So you can do that in the com- in the command phase window, oh, yeah. but it's not like you it's not like you can w- use it to go. I win command at this blue planet, and I now teleport over to this 
you know, to later on to correct. I win command commanded planet two, take an action to go to planet four, correct, and I win command there. You know that doesn't that doesn't work. It's worth noting there that was no limit per phase, so you could walk it down the whole row of planets. You got enough. You want cards. You want cards. You want to go out of hand for discard tricks, or you've got cards you don't want. You can just stomp it along. You know, one and one, yep. one and one. Yep. You know, yeah. Or if you want to, yeah. you know, want a combat unit at, at first planet because it's a yeah. three three. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking exactly. You snipe. You snipe something with command. And it's three icons, so basically a warlord or a bust. You know, barring barring an already heavily populated planet, and then march it down the way. No, I was going to say Andrakia numerically. I'm wondering what you guys think about Necrons coming up at um, Worlds because if I just follow my current league numbers, Andrakia's right up there. Really? In our section. And it's only a really? small sample size, but yeah, a lot of wins, very consistent. And Enrakir is the Dis- is discard, the discard guys. Yeah. Discard, discard Necro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch too many of the games or see exactly what's being done, but I'm getting results, and I'm like, holy cow, Enrakir's winning pretty darn regularly. He's, in, he's easily in our top three. I mean, it's a, it's a funky league we're doing, which um, kind of self-corrects, but there are, there are clear patterns emerging, and he's, mm-hmm. he's at least up there in that top third. So Right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I, you know, and we talked about as I'm playing with more people, and people are playing Necrons. Some folks are playing Enrakir, who's the discard guy, mm-hmm. and we had concluded that Enrakir, you're playing with maybe one faction, maybe two. Yeah. But some people have like said, okay, I'm playing with one, and then I'm going to try to deploy my guys out of your discard pile. Exactly. Yeah. So you're not you're just playing one of yours, and they might be very limited. And then Nahumek is the the minus one minus X HP, where X is the number of non Necron factions you control, right? Mm-hmm. So you play with more right. on his side, and it's interesting to see how people, because so, there's some people in in my group that have built Enrakir decks who have three factions, uh, and Nahumek decks that only have one. Now I don't see the purpose of that, but they've kind of turned it on their ear, and it's it's. But this—that's the discovery of the game, mm-hmm. right? It's really pretty cool. The most common grab I've seen is what do we call it? Venomous fiend. It's like, oh, go chaos! I'll have that big, oh, that, yeah. that big oh, lady because yeah. she's oh, petrifying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she's mobile, mm-hmm. and um, she's—I think she's a five cost, so she's a reasonable cost. Yeah, yeah. Five And cost. then there's the Eldar one that's a six, right? Where if you control a non-Eldar warlord, it gains area effect two. Oh, the fighter. Yeah, yeah. the, the fighter, fighter, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's a six cost. That's a yeah. little bit steeper. So I think. You know the five cost elite. Well, especially with it being a demon, if you take the cast faction, you, there's all the. You may as well. Take you know, there's the cult, there's yeah. the Splinter Path acolyte that you can sacrifice to it. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, because yeah, that's the big deal there. Is you can get you can get a couple of smaller commands, which Necron can have a bit of trouble yeah. with. I don't. I think you what know. you can also take promise. Well, no, you can't. You can't take, take promise. promise. Yeah, you can't take promise glory. Well, it's not loyal. You cannot take it in Necron because it's not a unit. Yeah. Correct. Yes, hey. you got it. Well, so there's a fun bit to keep in mind is as the as the Necron warlord. It's throw down acolyte, pay for the demon, put the acolyte into play. Yeah, <laughs> grab it back. You know, it's like perfectly, mm-hmm. perfectly solid way of, of stalling out and using the money you've got. You know, exactly. And then yeah. put another demon into play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah. um, what was the one? I don't think it's Gauss. Is Gauss Flayer's action a combat action or just an action? The the minus minus two. Hit I believe it's an action. Because I'm pretty sure I don't know how exactly it happened, but I saw in the games where he. Where the Anrakir um, player dropped in against on she again, Lala von she play. Yeah, dropped in, zorched the recon drone, then deployed it. Yep. Is <laughs> <laughs> that someone's recon drone? Thank you. I'll have that. <laughs> like, God damn it all. Zero two. So you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a nice way of getting getting a getting a command advantage. So, so mm-hmm. we're we're talking about we're talking about Necron elites. Mm. We're talking about Chaos elites. Kith. Kugoth. Kugoth. Elrath. Eldarath is still Eldarath. James R. One I saw. I did see some discussion on whether you would, why you would use James R. Over Eldarath, and the reasons why have played out here. Which is the main guy playing James R. Went cool. All of most of my prevention tricks disappear. Forget backlash. Why care? Take elites and have her do the job. And also the um, what was it? The hilarious big elite. So wait, wait, wait. I didn't follow that. Sorry. So, so have... James R.'s prevention of tricks on abilities and targeted effects. Right. Um, kick all the backlashes out. Kick all the things that defend an elite. Why bother? You've got it built into the signature. Okay. Yeah, you interrupt tricks, you do things like that, mm-hmm. and then um, the. So the you play Jars, 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 Jane Zar. Jane Zar. I do not care for you. Arkansterra, get out of here with your. Yeah, so 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 you have to have the elite at the same planet as Jane Zar. But yeah, but yeah, but it's a bully deck anyway. Yeah, I mean you can, I mean you can Arkansterra if you have an intercept, you just tear their people. And that's the, insane. Yeah, the horrible bit. The horrible bit there is even worse, which is you know you've got one big dude at the planet. James R puts in a nice big elite. 
Yeah. You go, Archon's Terror. She goes, yeah, he can go home and here's three banshees. Right. And you're like, holy right. crap. Yep. You know, yep. yeah, over and over again. Yep. The table just floods with the damn things yep. like turn two or three. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and, and it's undoubtedly the big thing is the, is the, is the Shrieking Banshee. Exactly. Shrieking Archon. Yeah. So, like, oh my word. Yeah, so that's one to watch out. I think you'll see that in Eldraf anyway, but the power is there where Jane's are. Your, your deck slots open up. You know, three backlash goes out the window because. Well, but why, but why see, there, that's the limitation, right? Is yeah. that she has to be there to protect the elite. But so a, there's a little bit of telegraphing about where she's going to go. True, but it's a, it's a, if you don't have the backlash. Yeah, but it's a bully Eldar deck. It's a fantastic planet bully. It's a, it's it's one where one it's 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 a very it's a very specifically Eldar planet bully too, which is one thing goes to a planet and you go. That could be all sorts of crap in a second, and who knows what. I'll go elsewhere. You know, okay. it's, it's a weird okay. one there because you, right. you, if you try and fight it straight, she's got the ability to running nullify anyway. Warlock Destructors in there, of course he is. You know, right? All those kind of toys. So it's it's a bit scary. You know, the one I saw was essentially a vehicle deck, and also, um, yeah, I mean, he did the he he telegraphed it in, but his opponent couldn't do much about it. He dropped the Exarch and he ditched two cards, and the second card he dropped on top was the Mighty Wraith Knight. And I just went, oh, ah, yeah, yeah, those planets are lost. Have, Don't do it. I have how many resources left. How many Ishas do I have uh, over here? Yeah. How badly can this go? Again, yeah, so. Isha, Craft World Gate, Bonesinger Choir stuff. Yeah, I mean, yep. it can be made. Yeah, it's yeah. scary. It can yeah. be made. And like I say, the wonderful, the wonderful difference is that if, let's say, you get to the point of playing the Wraith Knight straight, you paid for him, you can defend the guy. You can guard him. And you're saying, particularly the intercept. The intercept effect is horrifying. You, know, you yeah. can't buff your guys properly. We've had, we've had we've had two instances of Kalachan. Yeah, I'll have that on my guy. Thank you. Well, even <laughs> like a Planum or like if you trigger Farron. Yeah. Like I'm going to trigger Farron to have to. Oh shoot. Yeah, to route that guy. I'm nope, not going to nope, do nope, that. Nope, put that guy over uh, there instead. I'm going <laughs> to trigger Planum. Oh, I guess I'm not going to do that. Yeah. That's That'd great. be a bad idea. I'll, I'll 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 trigger the I'll trigger the money when I've got more units. All yours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know that's the, sa- that's, the, that's the safe one. There we go. You know, yeah, you know, you know, that's about yeah. it. Was it Taurus? Yeah, Taurus. I'll trigger Taurus. You've got seven units. I know, yours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and that was one of the things that I did. That was one of the things I did on Wednesday night with Kugoth, is I'm playing him with, I'm playing with Dark Elder, so I had Gut and Pillages, and he's playing, he was playing Snotling, obviously he's playing Old Zogwark, so he had Snotling, so I triggered Taurus three times. Gut and Pillaging once. I Gut and Pillage, gaining three, then I'll draw three. Guess what? Because I have one elite on the planet, and you have four four units. So I'm going to draw three cards and gain three resources from the gun village. And he, that planet being out, mm-hmm. That's you know, I'm... and and, and Yvonne <clears throat> as well. But geez, Taurus is just insane. Yeah, that's one of the tricky ones. For an elite the, deck. <clears throat> excuse me, with the with the with the new elite meta is that feel of I've got a handful of guys on the side of the table. I'm still winning fights, and I can dominate that planet. Yep, that effect. You know. Yep. 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 So it's it's pretty bad. So we know what the chaos cards are, right? We have because we know what the warlord is coming mm-hmm. in. Warp, warp, the warp unleashed. Yeah, just a signature squad into it. So. We had. I looked at the warlord. What do you guys think? I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be one of those cases where people are like, "Oh, this is going to really work out really well, cultists." But it's going to take some. It'll take real some tweaking. Yeah, it'll take it'll some take real some tweaking to and, out how to and do playing. Best. You know, it's. I think his ability, his ability in the AOE tricks, because uh, he has to he has to kill units for occultists to go into play at HQ, mm-hmm. and he has area effect one. If you put his signature attachment on there, he has AE two, mm-hmm. which is obviously better. But AE one, I'm thinking, okay, how do I maximize the chances that he's going to kill people? Well, and so warp storm. I was going to say obvious opener, yeah. Warp storm is your first first you know, call. Warp storm and swing, which is, you know. Obviously, rough as I'll get. Zinger Firestorm, Zara I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's that's direct. That's the thing. He he is in. Well, the faction. but that's the thing. You're gonna. You, are you going to damage him? Like, how do I get? How do I get you down to one hit? One right, health? right. Yeah. To right. take that risk that you, you know, the only Zinch Firestorm that you, you know, the the big guy or the yeah, the guy, guy the guy, yeah, yeah, the only Zinch's Firestorm you for for one, for two, for three, whatever that gets you down to the one health, and then attack, hoping that you don't have the one shield. Yeah. Right. Well, no, that's the, I was saying that you, you're quite right. That's the, I would say you're in the faction where you've got enough control of handing out um, very specific damage to have a good chance of doing that. And like you're saying, that in the hope you don't have the one shield, I think you swing every damn time and say, "Shield me, come on, mm-hmm. shield every last damn thing you've got." I will chew through right. them faster because otherwise he's a handled. one eight. I mean, he's yeah. he has that you know two additional hit points, mm-hmm. 
But yeah. a one eight is he's swinging for one, so he's gonna. If there's two units at the planet, he's he's doing area effects every single time. His his worry is single big elite, and and, and two or three two oh, or three, yeah. two or three units yeah. and his attack is doing plenty. Like you say, extra hit points with one to everybody. That's plenty of shield cards. That's plenty of extra of damage being spread around. Add in warp storm, and you can fight that out very strongly. But yeah, single big elite is his problem. Right. But that. Right. But honestly, in chaos right now, that's fine since they have some of the best single big elite decks. So I think I think the first move is simply stamp him on top of a fairly standard Chaos Elite and see what happens. See how he plays out there. Yeah, I, and, and I, I guess my plan for him was to switch those eight cards out mm-hmm. for Kugoth and see how it happened. Essentially, see yeah. A few, few, few tweaks, a right. little bit more. Yeah, maybe, maybe put... I don't know if I have... Maybe I have one Warp Storm in that Kugoth deck right now. Maybe I put a second one in. I think he's a three-off person. Though. I think, yeah. it's, I think that's his tactic. I mean, hell, but if you, the, if you again, the command might be the issue, right? Yeah. So... Because what I noticed with him, and I've noticed this with Warlords as, as I'm playing, in my experience, that those three-cost signature units can be prohibitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Versus Kugoth, who has his Nurglings at two. What's this guy's name? Zer, Zer? Vail, Vail Shur. Vail Shur. Vail Shur. And yeah. so he has the three-costers. Right? So that one, that one resource... Mm-hmm. That one resource is a is a big deal, and it's funny because she those they're, they're demons, mm-hmm. and you can reduce their cost by cultists. Maybe that's why they're three cost. It, it you is can sacrifice the cultists and get it down to two. I mean, you've played against ancient flamers. How, right. quick, how quickly and cheaply they come out. Now, admittedly, right. they, they have a habit of coming out and exploding, but that's what they're there for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Bang>. They come <laughs> out. <and laughs> yeah, I, I played them the same... Generally, I played them the same way I played Virulent Spore Pod, which is I put you into play and you're not going to make combat properly. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. You, know. you know, I understand why they're three, but when, you, when you're when you still sitting there in your opening hand and you don't have any cultists in play, it's a three-cost unit. Mm-hmm. Well, like right? you say, you're playing Splinter, you're playing triple... I think you're playing triple Promise. He's clearly going to have to want to cut right. his flood, period. And you were talking about Command. He's also, I think, a very, very good Command Sniper. One of the few ways of making sense of that, I, I think the Warlord's going to come and kill my little Command guys, is to put a few multiples there. Well, if they're multiple smalls, this is his game. Right, yeah. that's true. He's delighted. That's true. You, you can know. go and snipe mm. a couple of Rogue Traders. And gain a Cultist. And just, boom, <laughs> and gain a couple of Cultists while he's at it. Behind it. Yeah. I think that may, maybe his game, maybe he plays a little bit Omega-esque in that kind of deal. You know, he runs around the place poking people while his his crew does the main job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's a different different style of chaos, maybe. Maybe Kugaf, I've seen Kugaf, Kugaf gets used for command sniping fairly regularly, just because he's so resilient. Yeah, you know? yeah he can... I've bullied planets like oh, yeah. in my previous build where it wasn't so much elite. I'm like playing the guys out on you know in later planets and he's bullying one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, go ahead, come on. I, I can because I can. I just keep moving. I just keep moving my damage over. I keep moving my damage over. Yeah. Keep moving my damage over. And that's the horrible bit there is the t- the teleportarium's ability for him to dance around, play with command units, shuffle things into a battle if he has to. So he can he can do that pretty. A fair bit of impunity because he can correct mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I've got big things that are blue. Oh, that went wrong. Oh, cool. Here comes a big demon. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever he needs. It's very cool. Yeah. So, we. I don't. Besides the uh, that Necron unit that was spoiled, we don't know anything else that's coming. Yeah. I mean, let's let's, let's look at the the simple way from FFG. You know that the game's wrapping up. You know him for a while. Why not let people have the the big like? Well, this is the surprise. You know, this is yeah, the whole yeah, like. Maybe normally by it. now we'd have spoilers. Yeah, maybe this is the one big one last well, Christmas the, present. You know? We're we're yeah. recording this on a Friday morning, so more than likely, spoilers spoilers typically hit the weekend before mm-hmm. release, so they'll be out in the next few days. As people are listening to this and they're looking at Facebook and they're listening to us on our phone, yes. You've got us in your head. We're in your head. Yeah. So you're hearing and you're reading the, about the new cards. And, and I was going to say to, to future proof carefully, yes, we agree. Those new spoilers are unbelievable. We can, yes, they're we, awesome. We can't <laughs> you see how, we're, we're you see how much Corazon has helped? <laughs> That's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> that, wow. new, that new Marine unit. We'll, 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 yeah. we'll, we'll play safe. That new Marine unit. Holy cow. Dark Hellbug got something else not going to use. Oh, wow. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that command! Oh, dear God! What do you think? <laughs> oh, uh, Urian still doesn't get any health. Yeah, Dang and, and, Kif, and Kif won't use it. Why bother? <laughs> All right, so so we've delayed enough. We've delayed enough. So Ooh, uh, a couple of uh, co- yeah, a couple of episodes ago, we were riffing as we are wont to do, and we came up with the 
with a con- con- contest, a conquest contest, a con- right? Contest conquest. Which, <laughs> which we belatedly called the deploy action contest, which is how many deploy actions, assuming you get every single, you start with the cards you want, you, want. you mm-hmm. draw the cards that you want, you, you have the, have the scenarios you want. you want, the situation yeah. you want. Yeah. All things being perfect. All things being perfect, you get to choose how many deploy actions can you get. And we had a number of submissions, and we'll talk about them here. The first one is uh, by Kevin, Kevin who used Barzul. Yes, he was the only one who used Barzul. I hadn't seen this one. Holy yes, so he uses Barzul. <laughs> he gets fourteen act- de- deploy actions. His mo- uh, his opening hand. Now bear with us here, folks. We're gonna read this. The plan was to put it up on video, and and I might put the last one up on video. Play it out, but yeah. it's. But as you'll see, the 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 other three are almost exactly the same. There's a subtle differences. But I wanted to talk about Kevin's because it's Barzul. He starts with a, God, cogit, a murder cogitator, Splinter Path Acolyte, Promise of Glory, Promise of Glory, Master Warpsmith, a Black Legion Helldrake, and an Ominous Wind. All right? <laughs> All right. I wonder how that's common to us. So he plays the murder cogit, he may, plays the cogitator, the Splinter Path Acolyte. That's two. Promise of Glory is three. Promise of Glory number two is four. He plays the Master Warpsmith. He still has <clears throat> two resources and two cards in his hand. For his sixth, he sacrifices the Cultist, plays the Helldrake, and he activates the Cogitator, and he draws a Rotten Plague Bearer. So that's six. Seven. He plays the Amazon's Wind. He draws eight cards, discards four. The five cards in hand are Rotten Plague Bearer, Rotten Plague Bearer, Promise of Glory, Snivelling Grot, Snivelling Grot. Which was awesome. Yes. I love that Sniveling Grot made it into the... Like, Sniveling Grot? Okay. Zero right? cost, Zero baby. cost. So, action eight. He sacrifices the Acolyte. He plays the Rotten Plague Bearer. He plays... For nine, he plays a Promise of Glory. He sacks the two cultists and puts a Rotten Plague Bearer into play. He plays the Grot. He plays the Grot. He exhausts the Rotten Plague Bearer to deal damage to somebody. He exhausts the Rotten Plague Bearer to deal damage to somebody. So that was pretty good. 14 deploy actions out of Barzool. Yeah. And that's now, awesome. Now, before we carry on, I'd like to bring up a point. I've been mentioning this competition to people at the cafe, to, to Gary the owner here, to various people along. And they've all listened to the description and gone, okay, cool. Does that get you anywhere? And the response to the next three is, <laughs> no. It doesn't. <laughs> but the difference with the Barzool one is you've not got the world's worst um, play, play setup when you're <laughs> no, done. No, no, no. You've got, well, you got two rotten plague bearers and a Heldrake can play. Yeah, yeah no, and, no. And, a, and a Warpsmith. Yeah, now it's yeah, fair to say, I think the next ones can't claim that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next ones, the next three, uh, all use uh, uh, Torquemada Cotez, Cotez, however you want to pronounce them. Oh, darn it. Uh, the first one is by Pedge. Um, Pedge K, I'm not even going to try to say your last name, Pedge. Uh, yeah. Um, but he starts with Cotez and an Orc ally, as, as the next three did. He gets 24 actions. So he, he, he went 10 better than Barzul, right? <laughs> must of the Guard, there's two Must of the Guards, there's a Cotez's henchman, there's a Noble Deed, there's three Ammo Depots and an Interrogator Acolyte in his hand. So this is re- these are very similar. So we'll run through them quick. Padge plays Ammo Depot, Ammo Depot, Ammo Depot. He musters the Guard, tapping the Cotez, and he plays Henchman for one. He Noble Deeds a Henchman to kill somebody, and he readies Cotez. He plays another Muster the Guard, tapping Cotez. But now everything is reduced by two, or Astro Militarum is reduced by two. He only has one card in hand, so he uses Ammo Depots uh, three times. He do, he plays a Talon Raider, a Talon Raider, a Marcus. He plays an Interrogator Acolyte. Now, he's playing all these units, and they're two less, right? As, act, as Action 14, he plays the Interrogator Acolyte, and he plays it next to Captain Marcus. He uses the Acolyte to exhaust somebody there at the planet. Yeah, he sacrifices the Acolyte to Marcus to exhaust yeah. somebody. To yeah. draw, and then and then the Acolyte is sacrificed to Marcus, so he he draws two two arms. Two yeah, arms he, is the, the ready support card. Yeah, when the Acolyte leaves play, you draw two yep. cards. Yep. So for 16, he uses two arms to use an ammo depot. He uses the ammo depot. 18, he uses two arms to ready ammo depot. He uses it. He draws a, He draws a... Another to arms and an engine or auger and a noble deed. So he does the two arms three times to draw with ammo depot. He uses the engine or auger on action twenty two. He plays it for one. He plays it opposite an enemy unit. He noble deeds the auger because he has a second noble deed from one of the ammo depots. And the augers interrupt finds the troop transport that he plays, and then he uses it. 
That's not bad. That's 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 a better. I mean, I mean, basically, obviously, the joke is here to get as many um, deploys as possible. But it's been funny to see it, like the state afterwards. This is not awful. There are a fair few good things on yeah. the table. And right? actually, here we have Pedge. As I realize, there's a mistake here. So noble deed sacrifices the auger that finds a troop transport that puts it into play. Oh, and then he uses the troop transport. Okay, yeah, so that's 24. 23, 24, okay. 24, 24 yeah. okay, all right. So that was Petch. Okay, so here's Travis Provik. Of course, Travis is, is Tactical Squad Commissar, right? Uh, he's not the Commissar of Sound, but he is one of the Commissars of the Tactical Squad. So Travis starts with a very similar hand. He has Muster the Guard, two Engine Seer Augers, a Smash-A-Gun Battery, Troop Transport, Talon Raiders, and an Ammo Depot. So that's so the Smash Again battery is the is the interesting part for yeah uh, with Travis. That's, I, I, that's I thought I thought that was on. a very I thought that yeah. was a pretty awesome pretty awesome yeah. play there. So he musters the guard, plays engine seeker, engine seeker. He plays Smasha battery going down to three resources. He uses Smasha to kill both the engine seeker, playing two troop transports. Right. He. He plays two troop transports. Then he puts the one in his original hand in play for, as action six. He plays Talon Raider, Talon Raider for free, or not for free. Yes, for free, because they're zero. He musters the guard once. Mm -hmm. He uses Ammo Depot. He, or he plays it, uses it, plays it, uses it, plays it, uses it. His three copies of Ammo Depot. Yep. That gives it, that puts him at 15? Mm -hmm. Two arms, yeah. 15, 15 yeah. Is two he arms, keeps yeah. drawing two arms, and he read, and he's, so it gets him all the way to 19. <laughs> right, he uses Ammo Depot to draw Talon Raider, and then um, he uses the troop. Tra he uses all three troop transports, and that's twenty-four. Yep. All right. So, uh, it's the same number. So of as, as you're seeing, way. as you're seeing, right, like the, the two Ammo Depot to arms, Ammo Depot to arms, Ammo Depot to arms, right. And that's always the funny part when I'm playing it. When I'm playing Ammo, when I have both those cards, and I'm like, well, I can play this to arms to ready the Ammo Depot to draw a card, and I'm like. So then I'm really just switching to arms, a shield, mm -hmm. a two shield card for a card I don't know. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not going to do that. Like, I never mm -hmm. do that in gameplay, but, you know, obviously yeah, for yeah, this yeah. contest you're doing it. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, sorry, all I can think of is now, all next pack has to have is every time every time you complete a deploy action past the third, deal a damage or something. <laughs> and these guys go, that's it, we're set. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over, we'll win turn one, go. Every, every <laughs> third bloody your warlord. <laughs> exactly. Every third deploy action, uh, do a damage. <laughs> exactly, you know, it's something like that, right? You know? yeah. I, lo I, I love Watch the out, oh, the card expansion is, you yeah, know, fan of main expansion cards. <laughs> And, but see, here's the thing, you'd put it in like, you, you wouldn't, you put it in chaos. You'd make it a chaos loyal yeah, so just, instead of so, an so, so Basil's so like, <laughs> I can do three damage to somebody, yay! And have a lot of crap on the table. In his Actually, case, you know. you know, here's the hilarious thing: if it's a chaos loyal card and you don't spe specify enemy unit. Bazool bloody would, himself in Would you turn. bloody Barzool <laughs> on the first turn? turn? On the first Ooh, turn. Depending on the planet, sir. Because what you're saying is, would you bloody Barzool with well, a freaking Heldrake next to him and two blade even bearers? even your first commit, <laughs> you're like, I'm fine. Yes, I'm not going to have my, my warlord, or I'm not going to be able to, to bloody my warlord. But he's now a 311 monster. Oh, God. Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here here's the winning entry, folks. And he, there's a, the the winning entry actually actually. Also came with a, a little a little story. Yeah, which so was <laughs> excellent, by the way. <laughs> which was which we was awesome. Po we should post which up the awesome. story. Okay, we'll post the. We'll, we'll, oh. Yeah, we. Can well, post I mean, the story. we'll post everything, but we okay. should definitely include the story in. in uh, so, the most expensive, impressive Imperial Guard parade ever, or Turkamata Kotia's insurance scam. <laughs> <laughs> While I still draw breath, no Astra Military Ammo Depot shall escape my wrath. Torquemada Cotiez said after receiving a defective shipment of crack grenades. It all started when Cotiez returned planetside from, from his promotion black ship. Tasked with mustering the guard, he arrived with an unusual showing. His own elite retinue was nowhere to be found, while claims that they had performed some noble deed off-world and would not be arriving anytime soon. In their place, an entire battalion of engineers from the Death Corps. Suspicious, the Inquisition mustered their own valuable specialist, an interrogator acolyte, as well as speedy troop transports, so they could ferret out the truth of the matter. The integra integra interrogator never met Cotiez. Captain Marcus intercepted him. 
Then began the procession into the Astra Militarium's captured ammo depots under the guise of restocking spent explosives or demolition packs. Each insincere finding their way into nukes, nooks and crannies far away from the Munitorium's watchful eyes instead of prompting, promptly returning to their stations. When everything blew up, there was only Cotillez. His insurance agent, one nuke contract fleshly inked with TC and a smile growing gradually larger on the Inquisitor's lips. So this deck submission came to us from Nick Sa- Nicholas Sablin, the Nick on Card Game DB, with help from his buddy Dave, uh, Dave DeSabe, uh, in Newark, with uh, Cotier's ally, Orc, uh, or sorry, Cotier's warlord, Orc ally, and Gal Darnit twenty-seven deploy <laughs> actions, twenty-seven. Like when, like so. I believe Travis was the first one to get me submission. And he's like, okay, has anybody gotten to 23 yet? And I'm like, what? 23? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I can get to 24. So he got, so he messaged me his 24. And I'm like, holy moly. Like, I think we I, we talked off off camera or off off mic last time after we got done with that episode. We're like, yeah, I think we can get, maybe we can get to 20, maybe, right? Yeah. Like, I was thinking upper teens. But 24. Yeah. Just make the point as well. So, I, I, I made a quick calculation about this. Most games go between five or five or six rounds, yeah, and you probably make about four or five actions per per turn. So this is longer than most games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are more actions, yeah, more actions the than most games than the games have, right? <laughs> um, but <laughs> so twenty-seven, and you'll see the difference quite quickly if you listen to the story. You might know mm-hmm. the difference already. So he starts with eight cards, eight money. Musters the guard, plays a Cotillaz as his henchman for... So, muster the guard, so everything's de- decreased by one. Plays a henchman, noble deed, uh, sacrifices the henchman and an enemy unit, which readies Cotillaz. He plays another muster the guard, which taps Cotillaz, or exhausts him. Mm-hmm. He plays an interrogator acolyte for one instead of three. Plays a troop transport, he sacks the troop transport... Captain Marcus uses Captain Marcus to kill the interrogator acolyte and gain two cards. He gains two Death Corps engineers. He uses he ploys the Death Corps engineers one for zero. He ploys Death Corps engineers two for zero. He, he then he does his ammo depot exhaust to arms exhaust ammo depot blah 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 and that, that hits him. That starts at twelve right where he deploys the ammo depot and then he keeps drawing stuff, including more he, ammo depots and more ammo depots. And he keeps drawing that thing, and he gets him to twenty-four. Which is deployed. then yeah. he uses the he deploys the the his twenty-fourth action is to p- deploy a third Death Corps engineer for three, right? And then he sacks his three Death Corps engineers to destroy the ammo depots, <laughs> putting him at twenty-seven, over the top. And that and that does it. And that did it. <laughs> Sorry, I just did the conclusion. <laughs> Twenty-seven actions to play, eighteen resources, and sixteen cards, and still have one dollar left over for next turn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, you sacked him on seven. Okay, yeah, yeah, you yeah. sacrificed your. Still, still the smart I part. thought you you hadn't used it. I was looking for the word "use," mm-hmm. but he sacked the troop transport to then trigger mm-hmm. Captain Marcus's ability and everything else. So, congratulations to Nicholas, Dave, Pedge, Kevin, and Travis. Uh, we will be sending all of you mats and swag. Because yeah. Mats and other swag. So each one of each of you gets a, a mat. And thank you very much for playing. It was what I, again. I got twenty four. I uh, I got Travis's first. Then I got Kevin's. Then I got Pedge's. And I'm like, okay, it's, we're gonna have to decide. And then and then Nick sent me his, and I was I was flabbergasted. I was like, okay. And I actually had to go in and check the cards to make sure this all works. Like Noble Deed, is that really an action, not a combat action? Yes, it's an action. It's not a combat action. So th- that was amazing. <laughs> we, what started off as a complete lark ended up becoming quite, really quite cool. Mm-hmm. Really quite cool. And you know, I mean, I, I playing playing enough Cody as myself, I, I knew that Cody has had an edge there. Uh, with just with muster the guard because I mean, all of a sudden you oh, you got eight cards, eight resources. You're able to reduce some stuff. The and fact hey, that, you never get to the command phase because you know you had 27. Right. Well, 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 the, the fact that <laughs> you don't you, care if he's exhausted. Yeah. The, well, the, well, the fact that you go ahead that you go ahead and exhaust or that you go ahead and sacrifice the henchman to ex, to unexhaust him and then play another muster the guard 
That was great, guys. I love that. Love the engine seer augers. Well, because the acolytes to draw extra cards was perfect. And, and that's not necessarily a bad, Barzul, a bad thing. Barzul, because those are three cards you have in your hand. And if you have, if you have five, five units, you can play. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, if the, so, if it, so the henchman, so the paying the two for the henchman, well, you only pay one for it, really. Isn't so you're paying one credit, one resource, and one card to reduce the cost of. Five other cards by two. Yeah, so that's a that <laughs> might be like an actual viable in-game strategy. Like, Same. you know what? If you, if I you got ex- the ideal hand. I got to do this, yeah. and you just <laughs> if you if you exchange the ammo depot to arms combo to ammo depot a a guy ammo depot a guy ammo depot a guy. Right. That's there. Those those units are probably going to be near free, if not completely free. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's well. That's mm-hmm. six 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 resource swing on covering the table yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that. That's a very possible scenario, but I, I like I said, I'm like 27. Are you kidding me? And I had to check them all, and I'm like, okay, I get the two arms ammo depot. I get that. Yeah. Been there, done that. I, I, I have that. I, I've I've processed that during games before. But <laughs> thanks for showing us that the deploy action phase can last longer than a the, game. I, thank you for showing us that a. Um a, a a win method that a regular at one of the first stores I worked at developed is still viable in Conquest. The win method is referred to, we don't care, you win. <laughs> there was a guy who played a very complex magic store where all these things triggered, all these abilities fired back and forth. He'd be like, okay, so I do this thing here. So that means we flip a coin. So we take this card. So we throw that there. So we move this here. And it's like, I don't care, you win. And Cotiers, I think, has mastered the game of, right, 27 deploy, all yours. <laughs> 27 good, deploy good, actions. Good game. I concede. Good game. Good game. Good game. But halfway through, good. He's like, ammo depot, two arms, ammo depot. Good game. Like, me and my insurance agent are going to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So process. The end of this game uh, in the last week, I've been like, I've had so much fun playing. I've had I've had a ball doing these podcasts with you guys. That you know when when he said when he said forty, I said okay we're we're ninety percent done. That's what, how I posted <laughs> our thirty six episode, right? I'm like. Well, maybe we can go to 102 percent. Maybe we can go to 103 percent, right? Maybe we can do. We can maybe keep doing this for a little while. Um, we'll see. We've always left it up, and and I'm not going to make any decisions now. I'm not going to make any promises, but that's part of my like. I, I think it's acceptance. <coughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, the the grief, the, it's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So Angry. maybe this is maybe this is bargaining. <laughs> I, um, I, th- I think. Oh, by might, the way, yeah. by the way, the, you guys have uh, people have probably seen the posts, but the misprinted Fury of Sicarius made its way to the people who played at Gen Con. The reprints of the misprint, right? The, and they gave us three copies. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. Off, right? No, that's it's two, two off. Two off. Because it's a signature event for Kano, right? Yeah, but it's so two you're off. Like, okay, yeah. now we got three. <laughs> Uh, okay, awesome, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I get to play uh, three because like, I was at Gen well, well, yeah, and they were going to give us one, right? But no, obviously it was misprinted to three. So they said, okay, no, 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 we're just going to, we'll send your full playset. And boy, did they. <laughs> 150% of a full playset. <laughs> uh, this is like the um, the Netrunner Championship deck problem of when I'm, I'm going through and building my decks and I pull out some of my agendas and I'm like, hey, there's one alt-art version of Oh, I've got two of those in my other deck, don't I? Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, fine. Well, and, and <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have one. And <laughs> so so those of you who play Netrunner might be aware that there was a World Championship misprint. <laughs> in the World Championship decks, they misprinted a card that's supposed to have zero cost as a three-cost card, and that's now eroded in well, the Netrunner well, The really fact. amusing part of that is it's an economy card. So it yeah. turned from a card, yeah. <laughs> card that had specific but difficult to use utility to a card no one in their right mind would play. Right. <laughs> now, so it gains it. You do trigger something, you gain six credits. Yeah. But now, but it was misprinted to three, so now you're only gaining three credits, and you're like, that's not... For, for, two, for two actions. There's no, is, yeah, there's no... No way I would no, play that. Obviously, the downside, we should make it clear, it also gives something to the opposing player. In, in certain circumstances, it's, there's you're, a risk. You're, gam- you're gambling yeah. on whether or not it'll give something to the opposing player. If it right. is something you're giving to them, it's really, really good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so there was a there was a little in and around Gen Con. There was this like 
Who's who's running Fantasy Flight printing? <laughs> like, what's going on? Well, the Q and A guy. That was it. That was that size. It's not the printer. Yeah. The printer. Yeah, yeah, the printers print what they're not given. The, print, yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. QA was uh, the QA guy, was seriously. a bit lacking there. So, yeah. having been in QA for a long time, I'm not going to get QA, too QA, bad about it. QA medical records for two years. I've got no complaints whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so, we had something similar with the draft pack before that. By the way, they they missed part of the actual formatting for a a printed draft card. So if you th- if you think about the formatting layout in um, in Conquest, where you have say the chaos symbol, a color within a circle, a number on that circle, mm-hmm. they missed the color. So you had this very oh, strange right, right, yeah, right, paywall. Yeah. So yeah. So so a handful of, ha- of us have these very unique, highly collectible, uh, completely misprinted. Yeah. <laughs> like, version of the paywall. Yeah. You know, yeah. So there you go. That's what that's what the last pack needs. Last pack needs an interesting misprint somewhere. So we can all go look, look at that copy. Well, <laughs> you know, well, you know. that's interesting that you say that because there was mm-hmm. in the rumblings in and around the rumblings about the game's demise, there was talk about there was some rumor about an event being printed, going to the printers without shield icons. Oh really? Misprinted. Oh wow. Right. But uh, I've heard through the grapevine that it sounds like that's been corrected. It was corrected before it got finalized. But can you imagine, in the last pack, you're like, here's a zero-cost event that's awesome. That has no shield cards. That has no shield icons. You're like, oh, we're going to have to errata the... The set for the last freaking set and the last freaking pack in the, in the of the game. I was gonna say, it'd, oh, it'd, it'd be, it'd be even be better if it was some card which is like you know when here I'm zero cost, nothing else. When you use me as a shield card, guys, <laughs> guys, this text yeah, is yeah. not helping. <laughs> when, <laughs> when you <laughs> used as a shield card, card. do this. That would be hilarious, though. <laughs> like a shield for zero, <laughs> and the thing happens <laughs> oh, no, just to put it out there. Like. Okay. That, that is one of those interesting rules things. It says you can do, you can reveal a card from hand, and it prevents as much damage as it has shield icons, and it has an effect instead. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to yeah, this one, this you're like, I'm not going to prevent yeah. any damage, but I want to trigger this effect. That, yeah. That's for the expansion. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fun that one could there. be could that could that, be. Yeah. It's like because you can't play another shield card on top of it to to prevent more damage. Right. So it's not like you get to stack it. You're like, I have to make a choice. Do I shield and keep my unit alive? Or do I go ahead and prevent zero to I'll trigger do, an effect? I'll do some weird thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, that could be Yeah, Oh, so angry! <laughs> Inter- like, interrupt, this This card can be played as a shield card with zero shield. Yeah. yeah. If well, you do so, blank. Yeah. I mean, a good way to get around the rules there would be it's one shield. When you um, when you use the shield as, as a shield card, um, uh, the attacker deals one more damage than normal. The effect deals one more damage than normal, so it, it works out as it doesn't shield anything. Right, right. But there has been a thing. <laughs> It's, sim- it's, it's, a, it's a long-winded way of getting round the, the original... I attack with my road trigger for zero. No, you wouldn't. Your road trigger... You attack for one, and I shield one. It hits me for one, but guess what happens now? And I draw one card or that something. Would, oh, that could be fun. Yeah. I, I like I like your I like your caveat. It's like no, when you play the card, yeah. the attack does one more damage. So, so one more unpreventable damage. Yeah. Not that you could actually, I guess... I guess there's other effects, right, with, with yeah. moving damage off or, or bodyguard that you could... Yeah. That, that would prevent that damage. Well, but all that stuff is almost by, almost exclusively, all that, almost all that stuff like bodyguard is from an attack. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Right, right. right. That, that, but that's again, what I'm the saying, you know. specify that. And actually, here's a fun one for you. What if the effect is, um, let's, let's theorycraft this completely. So it's a one shield card that says, the, when, when, uh, before before resolving before dealing damage increase the damage dealt by one before your shield so it bounces out. Attacking after the attack is resolved, attacking unit is routed. Simple. Ah, you know, I go home. But but it's it's interesting. It makes you make your play yeah, out but, but properly. Yeah, but to do you know? but to do but I'm tougher saying, than hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but to do something like that, you either either it's shield zero or or you know. Yeah. Or it's an, or you play it as an error, or the attack does two more damage. Yeah, ex- exactly. Something as a like balance. That. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, right. after resolving, and the great thing is the wording is simple. After resolving the attack, this unit is routed. Yeah. So you have you have the come on guy. There's that's there you go. Signature one, S- signature ability for a new warlord. <laughs> where the um, signature units deal deal damage when you hit them. <laughs> a little, little bit of a spike trap kind of thing. So yeah. you have like come on, you're gonna gonna come get me, gonna come get me. Come on, a, a unit you don't want to attack. You really, really don't want to because of the way he plays. Could be fun. <laughs> the last war pack hits on October 6th, which is about a week away from here. Yep, we, as, we're, as we're sitting here. We will talk about that in our next episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coming up, as we've talked about before, a group of community members are working on a small expansion set for um, electronic release in early 2017. 
We're hoping for two to three cards per faction. We're working hard and also taking your suggestions, so look at the show notes to see the link for the suggestions. Carl, if you want to submit a suggestion <laughs> about a warlord I'm that has signature units that record, don't do damage. On record. You're welcome to do so. No, when they take damage, you do damage back. Yeah. Oh, okay. When they take damage, you do damage back. Okay. Uh, John and I will be at Worlds in November, and we'll be there with our uh, hearts and minds fully focused on Conquest. And we're partnering with First Planet Podcast, Brian and Scott over there at First Planet, as well as Sam Mann, to uh, host the Cigars and Beers Night. Hope everybody can make it. We'll be raffling off some some Conquest swag, uh, so we hope to see you there. The Battle of Nectivus is a player-run event at Worlds, and was funded through Kickstarter, so there'll be some great prize support. So there'll be plenty of Conquest to be played if you aren't playing other games. And that's about it, I think. <laughs> that's about it. Thanks to Haunted Game Cafe for the recording space. If you'd like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions for us, you can contact us at TrashSectorWarcast at gmail.com, via our Facebook page or Twitter at TrashSectorWC, or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. This episode was sponsored in part by Rocky Mountain PC, where you can save 10% if you mention you heard about them here. Thanks for listening. The Emperor Protects. Never mind, you win. Never mind, you win. There you go. That's, that's, good. A, that's, that's good. good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Nicely done. Never mind, you win. Yep. Okay. Little side note, by the way. I just can't do it. Sometimes you sit there, you're like. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> You're like charging up. I, I, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm dramatically focused. Tobin's like, ah! I'm gonna get this one on record too as a reminder. For the very end of whatever you do, there needs to be a um, a, a a outtake track of those because that's happened a lot. I'm jumping. I'm jumping off. Cracking up. <laughs>